write down on a piece of paper this sentence. I have the right to blank. And think about everything, like in my work, I have the right to proactively manage my schedule. I have the right to spend the evenings with my family. I have the right to take time off and we're rebels. So we get to create our own rules. If you're anything like me, you're still sometimes living by somebody else's rules. And it's like, wait a second, how do I keep forgetting that I can break the fucking rules? So this is our chance to set our rules, which inform our boundaries. Welcome to the Rebel Souls podcast, where we flip the middle finger to the status quo. I'm your host, Shelly Paxton, lifelong rebel, liberator of souls and author of Soulbatical, a corporate rebel's guide to finding your best life. Settle in as we dive deep with badass leaders who are rebelling for what matters most in life, business, and the world at large. I'm so happy you're here. Let's get this revolution started. This is a Soulfire production. Hello and welcome back, my fellow rebel souls. This is what I call on Instagram for those of you who follow me. And if you don't get on there at soulbatical, two Bs, one T, you all know that by now. This is what I call a PSA or a public soul announcement. You know, all those, those old public service announcement where it was like, flashing neon lights, like this is your brain on drugs kind of thing. This is maybe the equivalent of your soul on fire. (laughs) This is like, we do not want the dumpster fire in your soul. Let's put it that way. So these public soul announcements are things that are sitting with me and I'm hearing come up again and again in my own soul, in my inner circle, in the, the, you know, with the people, the badass leaders that I spend the most time with. And here's what is coming up again and again and again. I'm dedicating this short solisode to the topic of mental health for badass leaders like you and me. Because here's the deal. We're sitting here when you're listening to this, when this drops, if you're listening to it in real time, it's going to be the end of October in 2021. And there is a lot of insanity still going on in the world. We are still experiencing a lot of Zoom in our world. We, a lot of us have Zoom fatigue. A lot of us are just freaking burned out because we haven't yet been able to come out of this pandemic or sort of unsteadily emerging. And there's a lot of demands, especially for those of us who identify as female, who were raised as female. There's a lot of pressure on us to be all the things for all the people and quote unquote, manage it all. And I was with my amazing group of C-suite women this morning. I am a guide for the Chief organization. And I'm going to put a link to Chief in the show notes because Chief is absolutely incredible. Uh, provides a just a beautiful community for female executives. 
And I'm honored to be a part of the organization, to be a guide, and in particular for this group of women who I help to guide. And this morning, our conversation was all around boundaries because every single one of them was feeling burnout or resentment or exhaustion or a combination of all of those things because they were finding it so challenging to choose themselves. And so we really started to dig into what does it look like, especially as we're coming up on the holidays. I mean, this end of year, it's no joke. We all know this fourth quarter in business is like a sprint to the finish line often. It's the holidays, it's travel, it's, you know, ramped up social commitments. It's everyone demanding a little piece of your time on top of everything that's been going on in your life, in your business, in the world. And so we paused and really dug into this. And after, after I hung up with them, I thought everything we just spoke about is so relevant for this community. And I'm hoping that as I'm coming through your earbuds or your speakers right now, that this is landing and that this is exactly what you also need in this moment. So let's talk about this. So we've got this crazy season ahead. We are 18 months into a lot of crazy. And most of us are simply conditioned to be asking ourselves the question, what do they need from me? Versus what do I need? Or what do I want to do? So this morning, we talked about this reframe, which really requires us to get clear on our rights and our boundaries, and then start to stand up for them and hold them strong and communicate them into the world. So I want to talk about a few ideas. One is badass boundaries. Really thinking about an aspect of your life or maybe multiple aspects of your life right now where you really feel like you just don't feel okay with the way things are going. You feel like even when that particular relationship or that aspect of your life, it might be work, it might be with your partner, it might be with your family, whatever that is. When you think about it, you just kind of like wilt a little bit. Your energy gets drained instead of you feeling energized. That's a really good indication that there's a boundary fail there and that you're not choosing you in the moment or upholding what's most important, your rights. So we went through this little exercise this morning that I wanted to share with everybody. And then I want to give you a few really practical ideas of how to create time for yourself. What does that look like literally on your calendar? So it becomes inviolable time and how to start switching up this never ending parade of Zoom. Actually, I'm going to start there for a second. So this morning, as I was meeting with these badass women, 
we typically meet once a month for two hours via Zoom. And because Zoom fatigue had become part of our conversation, one of them said, is there a different way we can do this meeting? And I shared with them that I've been doing a lot more walk-in talks lately. I love this concept. So I have said I have a certain number of slots open on my calendar each week and each month reserved for walk-in talks. They are times where I know that I'll be ideally outside on the trail that's just outside of my house, or I'll be somewhere inside on a treadmill, or I'll simply be walking around my home. But it is time where I do not sit down in front of my computer, where I am not stationary on on my ass sitting in front of the screen. It's time where if somebody wants a half an hour with me, they can walk and talk with me. You can join me in person if you happen to be in the city that I'm in, in this case, Chicago right now. Or you can join me in my earbuds and I encourage you to be walking at the same time that we're catching up. Let's use that time to not only connect with each other, but let's use that time to support each other's mental health and well-being. And this is really caught on. So I brought this concept up with these leaders and they loved the idea. And one of them said, well, Shelly, why don't we do that for our group? And at first, and I'm sure this is probably sounds familiar to all of you, it's like everything, especially since I'm the facilitator of this group, I was just like, oh my God, how can I possibly manage eight women and do air traffic control without being able to see them on screen or you know, have the, the Zoom bells and whistles of people being able to raise their hands or you know, signal in some way and just be able to manage the conversation. And I thought, you know what? Life is a grand experiment. And how are we ever going to know if this works or doesn't work unless we try it, unless we have fun with it? And it's okay to say, oh, we tried that and we were all talking over each other and it was a colossal fail and, and that's okay. We'll find another way to support each other's mental health and well-being. But we decided to try it. We got creative. And I wanted to share the story because it's both in the how we connected and in what we talked about while we were connecting in a new way. So we did a group walk and talk. And I know with larger groups, this is tough. And it is absolutely not the right format for every meeting. I'm bringing it up because I'm guessing it is more possible than you might think. For your smaller meetings with two people, three people, four people, maybe there's a five-person leadership team meeting. It requires that one person, the air traffic control, to manage the conversation, to manage the agenda, to facilitate. And yes, at times, are people talking over each other? Yeah, but a lot less than I expected. So this morning, we had two hours with eight of us dialing in, not on Zoom, a good old-fashioned 1990s conference call number. In this case, it felt really, really good to go back in time, I just have to say. And we talked. 
well, we could hear the sounds of the city and the sounds of life in the background and we muted when appropriate. And it was so nice. Even at some points you could hear like the breathlessness of some of the members as they were climbing a hill or whatever they were doing. And it was so cool. It felt, you could feel the aliveness and the energy of everyone on the call. So I want to bring this in as an idea, as we head into a season where I know it is going to be more and more challenging to choose you and to choose movement and to prioritize your own mental health, which might be as simple as getting away from the computer, having fewer Zoom meetings. These are a couple of ideas. Put slots on your calendar for walk-in talks, especially for those one-on-one meetings. Walk outside, walk around the building, walk in the park, get out in nature. And maybe there are those certain meetings where you know you can do the group walk and talk. And I asked this group at the end again, there were eight of us. The error traffic control wasn't nearly as difficult as I made it out to be in my head. And I went into this thing pretty nervous, thinking, okay, well. I don't know where this is going to go. And every single one of these women said, including me, said, that was amazing. I want to do it again. So for as long as the weather holds out in our little part of the world, we're going to try to do this, you know, and even in the winter, as long as it's not, you know, blizzarding or whatever it's doing, we're going to make this a thing. So I want like part of this public sold announcement, you know how I feel about ripples of impact and all of us really supporting each other in being the change we want to see. Walk and talks. Or as Laura Gassner-Odding, who is going to be on the podcast very soon, she's an athlete. So she does run and talks or row and talks. She's a marathoner. And that woman is on a crew team and rows on the Charles River in Boston. And she invites people who really, really want her mentorship, want her advice, want her guidance to come along, run next to her and have that conversation. But the non-negotiable in all of this is her and her time for her mental health, her time for her physical health. She says it's her overall well-being. And I agree with that. I think every single one of us experiencing what we did this morning and when I do my walk-in talks and when Laura does her run-in talks and her row-in talks, I'm, I know, I was going to say I'm guessing, but I know we are showing up as our most powerful, badass selves in those moments because we're alive. Because we're moving, because we're out of our heads and we're in our bodies, and that's where all the goodness happens. So I want you to think about what are some things you can start to experiment with in your life, in your business, with your teams. If you're a team leader and you have regular series of one-on-ones with your employees, how can those one-on-ones look different in a way that supports your mental well-being and your employees' mental well-being. 
And I think it's just fun. And I'm so on fire about this idea, given that I really didn't think it was going to work to do this as a group. And now I'm like, ah, this is a thing. It's a thing. Yeah. Does it take a little extra planning? Does it take a little extra coordination? Sure. And there are going to be bumps along the way, but that's okay too. So play around with that. And I want to move to another concept that's come up multiple times with these women. And it came up again this morning. It's something you guys, anybody who's read my book, you know that I preach this. I talk about meetings, capital M, capital E, tings. Those, again, inviolable blocks of time that we put on our calendars for ourselves. And listen, I'm guilty of this. I have some of those on my calendar. I have a lot of those on my calendar. And sometimes they're the first thing to go because a boundary slips and I give away that time to someone else. But more often than not, that's my time and I don't let anyone touch it. And my VA is instructed that nothing goes in there. And if I ask her to schedule something, she is to push back on me. It's literally written into our standard operating procedures. So what does that look like for you? Here's an interesting translation of that. One of the women in the chief group said, uh, we do regular kind of check-ins on commitments that we make to ourselves. And the group helps hold us accountable to these commitments. And this C-suite badass woman said, I've created my own version of meetings. It's called Me 30 time. Me 30, M-E 30 goes on her calendar. It's her exclusive 30-minute window for herself. She can put it anywhere in her day. And she's created an a la carte menu. And she asks herself, she looks at the menu and asks herself, what do I need? in this moment? What do I need for these 30 minutes of time? How powerful is that? We don't have to presume what we need in that moment. We have to check in and give ourselves that space and then honor what we need. I have a term that, I mean, hers is everything from doing, you know, a meditation on headspace to simply journaling, to sometimes just putting on her badass headphones and rocking out to her favorite music. (laughs) That might be dancing. It might not be dancing. It might just be like full on singing out loud, not thinking about anything else, certainly not thinking about an upcoming board meeting or crazy travel or all of the demands on her time as a senior leader. And I think it's such a beautiful way. I love that she took this concept and made it her own. I know somebody else who puts on her calendar board of directors. That's what she has her VA or her EA put on her calendar, board of directors meeting. That's code for me time. That's code for meeting. Because for her, what that means is I am communing 
with my personal board of directors. And most of you who've been in my world for a a long time or long enough know that I talk about, we all need our personal board of directors. Some of those people can be people we know in person. Some of those people, like for me, they're people like Brene Brown and Ariana Huffington and Tina Fey and Michelle Obama. And I could go on and on. These are the people for me who are the high watermark for authenticity and courage and purpose and how they're showing up in the world. And so me time can simply be communing with them, right? Which is really getting in touch with, okay, am I holding myself to the standard? Am I pushing myself? Am I being courageous in doing the hard thing? in showing up in a different way than the rest of the world is. What would Michelle do? What would Brene do? What would Ariana do? Use this time. I find that so nourishing mentally and spiritually and soulfully and emotionally. So we can think about this, the way that we create the space for ourselves in so many different ways. So what is a meeting for you? What does it look like to have at least one of those on your calendar every week for yourself to do, to check in, to do what you need to do? And sometimes you guys know, sometimes it's giving yourself permission to play, just play. Go have some fun. Give yourself an hour. Go to a museum. Get inspired. Walk out in nature. Go roll around in some leaves in the fall. Whatever it is that you feel you need in that moment that maybe you wouldn't otherwise give yourself permission to do. One of the things I've been doing lately is I call it napitating because I'm not a good napper. But working from home, I definitely, and and for many of you working from home at least more often, I have some time in the the afternoon. And when I'm feeling just kind of spent, burnt out, exhausted, and I'm tempted to move on to the next thing on the to-do list, and I'm overwhelmed by everything on that to-do list, I will often just hit the pause button and I'll go lay down and simply close my eyes. Sometimes I'll put on a, you know, a guided sound bath, a meditation, and more often than not, I'm simply closing my eyes either silently or listening to relaxing music. And I'm calling it Mapitate because to me, it's become a form of meditation that after 10, 15, or 20 minutes, I feel incredibly revived and inspired by. So what's your version of napitating? Giving yourself permission to hit that pause button for not so many minutes, 20 minutes, 30 minutes. Maybe napitating for you is actually walkitating. Maybe it goes back to the walk-in, not walk-in talks, but walkitating is like, what does it look like for you simply to be out in silence? walking in nature, even around your house, but getting away from the thing or things that's creating the overwhelm. So those are some ideas. And here, I want to take you full circle back to where we started, which is creating these boundaries. So those are very practical ideas for how to create some space 
build in these, um, I don't know, build in these moments in time that will help to, at the very least, start to minimize the overwhelm, the resentment, but really more than anything, we need to stick to our boundaries. And so I want to talk you through very quickly as a way to end what we talked through this morning as a group. We talked through this idea of think about your boundaries. So again, I'm going to go back to think about that aspect of your life that makes you, that just sort of makes you bristle when it comes up. Is it a particular relationship? Is it your work? Is it your spouse, your partner, whatever it is, your kids? Where is it that you are feeling trampled on? Where is it you feel like you've bent over so far backwards at the limbo bar? <laughs> you can't do the limbo. The bar is so low. That's the area I want to explore with you right now. That's the area where we have a chance to go, no, you know what? I'm taking a deeper look. I'm creating some badass boundaries. So think about that area and give yourself, if, you, if you're walking, just clear some mental space. Maybe take notes in your phone if you can pause. And if you're sitting down, write down on a piece of paper this sentence stem. I have the right to blank. And think about everything. Like in in my work, I have the right to take bio breaks. I have the right to proactively manage my schedule. I have the right to spend the evenings with my family. I have the right to take time off so that I'm fully energized in how I'm showing up in my work and for my team and for everybody in my world. And you can, these are, these are just examples that are coming to my mind right now. But I love this idea of I have the right to get back in touch with what are my inviolable rights? What are my rights? Because I think we lose touch with those. I have the right to say no. I have the right to decide who gets on my calendar and who doesn't. I have the right to decide when they get on my calendar. I have the right to decide how that meeting looks, right? The walk-in talks are a great example. And I have the right to decide that something just can't happen because I'm not able to show up fully in the way that I want to. And I get it. All of these things aren't 100% of the time, but what is the rule? Let's lead to the rule, not the exception of the rule. And we're rebels, so we get to create our own rules. And I think we're still living, if you're anything like me, you're still sometimes living by somebody else's rules. And it's like, wait a second, how do I keep forgetting that I can break the fucking rules? So this is our chance to set our rules, which inform our boundaries. So get clear on that list of what you have the right to. And then start asking yourself the questions of, well, okay, what's okay and what's not okay? Because that's what a boundary is. You can also ask yourself these three questions. What will I allow? What will I not allow? And what will I tolerate? Which is also followed up by what won't I tolerate? 
Those are other flavors of what's okay and what's not okay. And once you're really clear on what you will allow and what you will tolerate, and even more importantly in the flip side, what you won't allow and tolerate, those become your boundaries. Those become the crucial conversations that you have in those spaces in your life, with those people in your life, with your leadership team, with your boss, with your spouse or partner, with your kids, with your friends, whoever, with with all of them, right? And don't forget to choose you. One of the most beautiful things that was said after this boundaries exercise with my chief ladies this morning Oh, I, I love the quote. I'm actually going to, I have to find the quote because I want to read it to you. One of the women said she made a commitment to herself and said, I won't be hard on myself for choosing myself. God, let that sink in. Basically, I will no longer be, I am no longer available to be hard on myself for choosing myself. Whatever that looks like, whatever you know your rights are, whatever you know you need to show up fully energized and fully radiant and fully in your genius, that's what you get to choose. And that's why you're choosing you, even and especially when. It feels really hard. I know we can do this. And I know this is the perfect time to practice. And, you know, when we do these commitment check-ins with the chief group, you know, sometimes we'll all have to raise our hand and say, yeah, you know what? That thing I committed to, the me 30, as an example, eh, I probably hit it about 50% this week. That's okay. This is practice. This is doing the reps and building the muscle. We're still doing it 50% more often than we likely were in the past. So what do you want to practice as this cray-cray season is upon us, as there are going to be more demands on your time, as we're living in this weird hybrid virtual and real world, things are starting to open up, social stuff is upon us, the holidays are upon us. What boundaries do you want to put in place? What me time can you put on your calendar? How can you think differently about how you have your meetings so you can create that space, that movement, give yourself that mental well-being of being away from your devices, at the very least away from your computer and Zoom. I hope something, some nugget of this has landed with you. And I want all of you to give yourselves permission to choose you and to choose mental health because we cannot be badass leaders if we are not first protecting our rights, our boundaries, and our mental health. End of public soul announcement. Stay bold, brave, and badass. And I cannot wait to talk to you all again next week. Ciao. Hey, Rebel. Thanks for listening. If you were inspired by what you heard, please subscribe, rate, and review so our fellow rebel souls can find us. We have big work to do together. 
And if you want to dive deeper, head on over to my website at sylbatical.com and follow me at sylbatical on Instagram. Until next time, stay bold, brave, and badass, and never stop asking, what am I rebelling for?